Hi, everyone. Today, um, I won't be the one introducing the topic. It was um, Shruti's idea, so she has the floor to um, tell you all what we are going to talk about here today. Is extremely personal to me because my whole life, as I better myself mentally, physically, emotionally, even socially, I find that social media has been one of the most major distractions in my life towards actually getting there. On one hand, I'm really appreciative towards it because if it weren't for social media, I wouldn't be able to communicate with a lot of my friends that helped me get to this healthy point in my life. But on the other hand, I can think of so many instances where I promised I would read this book. I promised I would talk to someone about this problem that I was facing, but I was completely distracted by this post I saw on Instagram or the story that I was watching. And I went so further down the rabbit hole that I completely forgot I existed or I just completely lost a semblance of myself. At one point, my phone activity on social media became three to four hours a day. And to think that I was wasting three to four hours on just scrolling through posts and not even getting anything from it made me scared because I'm not going to get back those four hours. So mainly having to narrow down everything that I've said, the algorithm, the way that Instagram is built, the way that in many cases TikTok is built, is it's built to grab your attention. The currency of social media is the consumer's attention more than the profit that they receive. Because if it's not for that attention, they're not going to get money out of it. They're not going to get revenue out of it. So this, this attention that they get from us impacts a lot of our mental health and our physical health as well. And that's mainly the biggest negative impact of social media that I want to focus on. The fact that so much of our attention is being stolen every single day and it's gotten to the point that we don't even consciously recognize that it's being stolen. You've mentioned that you had um, a screen time of three to four hours just on social media. Um, has it changed since or have you limited it for yourself? Yeah, one thing I've noticed is that the first thing I did when I woke up in the morning was not brush my teeth, was not comb my hair or take a shower or even say good morning to my sisters who were sleeping right next to me. The first thing I did when I woke up in the morning was look through Instagram. And I noticed that when I didn't do that, my day went significantly better because in the back of my mind, I always have things I want to do. Like, for example, just yesterday, I resolved myself to not look at Instagram in the morning when I woke up. And it actually becomes much more easier to do the tasks you've been keeping pending. For instance, when you don't look at social media in the morning, when you try to control yourself and not look to Instagram, TikTok, or any form of social media, don't check your messages, even if you do have messages, have a designated time in your day when you want to look at them and respond to them accordingly. Because the thing is, social media has a way of always keeping you plugged onto it. So if you have this attitude of, oh, I'm going to get to messages as and when they arrive, you're never going to really plug off of social media because there's always going to be something that comes to your attention and comes to your focus every single second. So I would say if you don't have the whole day of peace to yourself, at least dedicate the morning because those few moments when you wake up kind of decide how the rest of your day is going to be with accordance to how much social media you're consuming. So when I found out that I didn't look at it in the morning, I woke up, I went about my routine as usual. I actually managed to finish a whole book yesterday, which is something that I wouldn't have done if I used Instagram as frequently as I did. I finished like the whole Hunger Games series and there's like three books, you guys. It's a lot. So then 
I did that. And then I even got to studying and doing research. And I'm telling you, I wouldn't have been this productive if I woke up in the morning and I looked at Instagram. Because when that's the first thing that you're setting your mind to in the morning, the first activity, your whole head after that is going to be geared towards that activity. What you let yourself see in the morning, the moment your eyes open, dictates the priorities that you have in life. And for a long time, that priority was Instagram and was social media. And I'm so happy that now I'm trying to make it not seem as much of a priority. So it's bent from three to four hours to barely 30 to 45 minutes a day, which I want to try reducing that as well. But I consider it to be a major improvement from how it was initially. I'm really glad you changed your morning routine. That sounds essential. I personally never had that problem because on school days, I'm always in a rush in the morning. Like I wake up super like late and I don't even have the time to check my phone. Like I only check it when I'm already in school, mm. but I definitely uh, have this problem on like Saturdays and Sundays. And one thing that I really loved doing in the past is uh, was that uh, I wouldn't check my phone on Saturdays uh, until like, I don't know, the late evening. So I would just spend my whole day doing something that I love, non-related to social media. And I really love that. But what I hate now is that I cannot do this anymore because I study on uh, Saturdays and Sundays and I must uh, like have my Wi-Fi turned on and uh, like check the tasks and Google something for doing my homework. So immediately the messages are coming and then I get distracted. So I really hate that nowadays our studying is so related to like internet because that really distracts me. And I just can't have like even the weekends off the internet. I completely agree with your point because after things have come online, it gets so much more harder to focus because I'm studying on the same device that Instagram is on, YouTube is on, Pinterest is on. Um, I don't know. At one point, I had a minor phase where I used Facebook. Don't ask me why. Where Facebook was once on. So it's just I have so I have so many I have so many of these things that I want to get plugged on instantly. Sometimes even news can get addicting. So so many things to get addicted to all on this one device. And I have to balance this boring guy teaching me history and civics in 11th grade with these four amazing applications I have, which are designed to keep me addicted. Realistically, as a 16-year-old as a in the past, I would have 100% went to the social media. And I did. All throughout my 11th and 12th grade, between teaching, my teacher teaching me economics, I used to go and mindlessly scroll through Pinterest because it was just on the device that that the classes were happening on. So it's so hard for me to not get distracted. But I really love the point that you mentioned about school and the fact that you had to be in such a rush that you couldn't look at your social media because having an imposed schedule, even if it's not one that you created, is kind of important because having any kind of schedule and keeping to it, at least out of necessity, keeps you away from having to use that that social media for me things really went downhill once I graduated because once that imposed schedule wasn't there to keep me on track and I had to be on my own for creating these schedules um, I realized that that self-control was a lot harder to maintain so I think the point that you mentioned is really important because once we graduate school and a lot of the actions that we make are in our control keeping that self-control and making healthy choices becomes a lot more harder when there aren't people subconsciously making that choice for you in the schedules that they make. So I just think it's a really cool point that you mentioned. 
I would say I changed my night routine rather than my morning routine because um, I decided to read again this year and read more. So when I finish with all my tasks and nighttime routine, I go to bed and read instead of using my phone at all. And yeah, many like inspirational quotes and uh, pages on IG say that you should put your phone away for at least two hours before you go to bed and stuff like that. And I don't like believe in following all these rules and doing like, okay, three hours this, two hours that, four hours from another thing. But I figured it's better if I just read and then go to sleep instead of being on social media because then I have so much input that my brain just keep rushing and I have a million things on my mind instead of going to sleep. So yeah, it's easier to read a book and then I have that one storyline in my head and then go can go to sleep more easily or quietly. That's also a really good point that's that's been mentioned because a lot of the times, again, I mean, I'm just letting you guys know it was like four hours of screen time. So I used to have it on in the mornings. I used to scroll through it mindlessly, like around the evening. And even before sleeping, I would text people. And those conversations would last for so long. And I definitely get the importance of chatting with your friends and being there with your friends because I've had so many amazing conversations on social media that I feel almost regretful that I didn't take those down in a notebook in a notebook because some of the things that I've said and my other friends have said have been so important and so memorable to me. And they've been on DMs on Instagram. But at the same time, reading a book before you go to sleep, just ensuring that your sleep as a whole doesn't get affected because of social media is really important because I've seen many people who can't sleep all that well because of it. I myself couldn't sleep that well because of it because I used to scroll and scroll and scroll mindlessly until it was 12 or 1 in the morning. And at that point, I couldn't even go to rest properly because watching a phone for that long does things to your eyes. So it's really cool that you read a story and you have it on in your head before you go to sleep because it's kind of preparing you to sleep properly. Also reading does make you more tired. So it's, as a whole is definitely one of the better activities to do. Whatever activity, as long as it doesn't involve social media before and after sleeping and you've woken up. And I'm really proud of you. Uh, for reading a book before sleep and not scrolling. Personally, I don't do that. I should do that. I know that, but I can't. Uh, I have this bad habit of like finishing my homework. And then uh, after I'm like all washed up, I just uh, go to my bed and then I scroll and I watch like uh, silly TikToks. It's like, it's like a rewarding after a day uh, to like watch these silly videos but I know it's not great I know it probably influenced my insomnia in a bad way but I don't know I just really love that part of the day and yeah I should definitely change that <laughs> but like the books that I uh, have near my nightstand they're so serious, like about such serious topics. And I'm like, no, I cannot do that. I, I must watch something that will ease the, I don't know, ease the pain of the day away. Yeah. And I just choose a phone over a book. Well, maybe then it's just about changing your book list. Yeah, that's right. Um, also, um, chatting at night was mentioned and uh, 
it's been years, but um, I've had a friend who always wanted to chat at night and message them. And I, I've always been very careful with my sleeping routine because I was like, okay, I need at least eight, eight hours of sleep so I can function the next day because for high school, I had to get up at 6 a.m. So I had to sleep. Otherwise, the whole day was basically ruined. So I was always like, okay, good night. We can talk tomorrow. We go to the same school. We can meet there. We can talk. But I really don't do chatting at night because... I I can do it the whole day, so I function in the morning, afternoon, evening, but not at night because then these really get carried away, and I, I just either have to shut up it in the middle, which is like the whole point of having a deep conversation that's lost, or or I don't get enough sleep, and then that's not good either. So yeah, that chatting at night works for me well. I totally get you. There's a really big dilemma for me because I love deep conversations at night. Like, these are the best ones. Literally, every deep conversation that I had at night is, like, so special to me. But then it's always, like, the question in my head, should I go to sleep or should I continue, like, chatting because it's it's so great. But, uh, yeah, sometimes I choose sleep over that and sometimes I just uh, say whatever. I'm just going to continue because I enjoy it a lot. Well, for that, I have just uh, found out one way that you can provide, uh, like, prevent phone using phone in the night. That uh, what I do is like open my, uh, like, charge my phone in the morning, and then till the night it is it's come up to that switch off position. So I don't charge, put it on charge. I just let it do switch off. This what makes me like motivated to not using phone that I know it's gonna be switch off, and I just keep it away, and like, uh, and I will gonna do the charge on the morning so it helped me not like using phone in the night because i know it's going to be down till the 11 30 or 12. that makes sense also like according to like i mean just 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 listening to what um what i'm trying to get the name right what gabriella said (laughs) you guys i got this uh what she said um, I feel the exact same way because I remember I used to have such interesting conversations with friends at like 12 or 1 in the night. So I used to keep asking myself like, oh, I need to get off. I need to go to sleep now. But then they used to last until like 2 or 3 in the morning. And that's the thing. Like, I don't regret having those conversations. Our parents and, you know, their parents who didn't have social media, the only difference at the end of the day between them and us is that even they must have had those deep conversations at 12 or 1 in the morning. They just didn't do it. On social media they had someone to meet and probably did you know just had it with them i remember my dad telling me about all the conversations and the times that he spent with his friends and those times that at one or two in the morning but obviously i don't have that kind of privilege you know so all of my all of my interesting getaways are done online in the dms so i just so any any kind of interesting conversation i could have at that moment late night is just the best and the thing is i don't want to give that up but at the same time I want to sleep at a good time. So how to tell my friend, I don't want to talk to you, but also tell my friend to keep talking because I really like what she's saying. So honestly, I just I just make a compromise. Um, I tell myself, okay, if you're going to have a conversation with this girl from like 12 to 1, do it. But you need to make up for it like tomorrow. Somehow you, like, you need to make up for it. So when I have those kind of thoughts, it uh, I feel less bad about staying on my phone for so long. And also, I try to make sure that I don't watch it as much in the mornings, afternoons, and evenings. So if I do have conversations with someone like late night, it's not something that 
bothers me as much it's really about what you normalize so if you normalize as part of your life then i think it won't feel as 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 unhealthy or, or as distracting for you if you find a way to work around it so honestly you and i wouldn't quit having those deep conversations with them it's really interesting and i, I wouldn't give it up for the world well for me that's why i love long summer breaks because i have like two and a half months and i don't have to do any school work or any work at all so i can i don't know spend a week with my friend and then basically our schedule gets quote-unquote like ruined because we stay up all night and talk and then get up at midday yeah so those are fun um i just have a big dose of them at summer or when i have school break and then none during new weekdays or not that much yeah nothing beats real conversations that's for sure and also because they're like at late night you know 12 or 1 when everybody else is sleeping it just becomes 10 times more meaningful to have it with that person because it's like you're the only two people talking you know and it's dark everywhere it's quiet everywhere no one is awake no one's watching you so this quiet sense of privacy you get that you're spending only with this person and also because it's online it for me it makes it slightly better because they're not right in front of me and i feel like a lesser pressure that like i can open myself up more online so the more i do that and it's quiet and it's dark and no one's bothering me i have two younger sisters that's sleeping and they're not you know demanding to speak with my friends <laughs> you know i can just have it with them late night and just no one's there and it's only us and you know you feel more honest when nobody is watching i feel so much more honest and so much more vulnerable when i'm cozy in my own space in my own home i feel so comfortable late at night speaking to someone because i feel like i i owe it to be more honest especially in that time my my guards are down also so that's why the conversations you have are much more meaningful you know i really appreciate those honestly guys hearing us talk about this makes me want to have one like now at late night watch me message someone at 12 o'clock be like hey what you doing <laughs> let's talk how's your mental health i'm good how are you though and just have a deep conversation because this is like really romanticizing it and i know i know i like really want to have some I can relate so much because it feels so much easier to be vulnerable and open up online. Like not online, online, putting it onto social media so anyone can see it, but in like DMs and those kind of chats instead of to a person sitting right across me. I don't know. Probably it's this way for me and for others, it's the opposite. But yeah, I, I can relate. For me if it's online or if it's with a complete stranger I find that it's way more easier for me to open up than it is for someone I'm extremely close to I can open up with people who are really close to me but they have to be like extremely close you know and that's an advantage of social media is that it gives you the space to be anonymous but to express yourself and be as truthful to yourself as possible you don't have to show yourself to show yourself and that's what social media kind of goes for I I like the paradox that it comes up with that's why i really agree with uh, i don't remember the quote exactly but i think that as much as i hate the algorithm of instagram as much as i hate the algorithm of these other social media sites i also love the potential and the possibilities that they can bring to someone like me and someone like you know many others who don't feel comfortable revealing who they are but want to share as much of themselves with the world as possible what kind of um, accounts do you follow on ig per se and anyone or this question goes to everybody 
Um, I personally, mostly I follow my friends and um, I'm like checking my IG right now to like answer your question. Um, it's mostly my friends, honestly. It's my friends and I follow a couple of news channels. I follow my favorite, um, I follow my favorite writers. I follow a lot of writers, a lo- lot of writing accounts, but mostly it's compiled of queer accounts, like accounts of queer queer i can't pronounce i can't say the word queer people and people who are trans people who are gay bisexual because that's where my community is at you know so that's where um mostly i follow them i follow a lot of gay people i follow people who advocate for various kinds of rights right now i'm really into this um person her name is mj rodriguez and she's like i think the first trans woman to be nominated for an emmy or something I, I don't remember which award it was, but she's the first trans woman to be nominated. Also, she's Puerto Rican, I think. I don't know where she's from. I have to research. But I really, I, I like her a lot. I watched her show and I follow her. Um, she's she's really good. I, I like her a lot. Mainly just a lot of uh, people from the LGBT community. That's mainly all my followers. Okay, I checked my Instagram as well, and apparently I follow a lot of people. I didn't know that. <laughs> There's uh, 750. I should definitely de- delete some. Yeah, but the majority of them are my friends or people I spoke to like once. But yeah, uh, then there's a lot of uh, accounts that are like educational, uh, like feminist accounts or something like that. Uh, a lot of musicians also asexual accounts uh just like you i find it extremely important to like be uh, a part of community feel part of community so these accounts help me and there are a bunch of celebrities but i try to follow uh like not as much celebrities because they make me really self-conscious like all those perfect pictures i hate that so yeah I try to reduce the number of celebrities I'm following. Just like for you, for me, most of the people I follow are also people I know or like acquaintances. Um, I follow many food accounts because um, I'm vegetarian, but trying to become vegan or getting more into that. So I need more inspiration and recipes I can recreate. So that's a big part as well. Um, I used to follow more um, news accounts or like educational ones, but I decided to unfollow many of them because it felt overwhelming when I had too many of those posts, either because they were too negative or because I just had too many people talking and it, it felt too much to absorb all that information. So I needed to cut back on that. So I followed the New York Times because they sometimes have longer articles. Jeez. And sometimes they um, just mention the newest issues so I can stay up to date, but I don't follow many of those. Um, and for celebrities, I don't really follow them. Um, I follow a few influencers, but I try to like pick meaningful ones. So, yeah, for example, Greta Thunberg or people who cook vegan food and then share personal stories and have some meaning to their posts. I enjoy those a lot. 
Yeah, and I often like go through my following list to delete people or like unfollow them because I feel like if there is too much going on in my feed, then it's it really gets overwhelming. Yeah, and I don't really follow celebrities because of the perfect pictures. That doesn't feel good. So yeah, I I always check that if it makes me feel bad, then you have to go. Yeah, definitely. I sometimes find myself like endlessly scrolling those perfect pictures like for an hour and then I feel like shit and I'm like, no, no, I don't want that. And another thing I wanted to say is about the news. As you said, sometimes it gets too much, but that's so hard because my history teacher is always shouting at us. She's like, you don't know any news. Do you even watch news? But I hate watching news and I hate reading news sometimes because they're like so negative. But at the same time, I know I have to know them, uh, like in order to pass my history exam, because some of the questions like about the latest news can be uh, on the uh, exam. But yeah, at the same time, sometimes it gets really overwhelming. That's unrelated a bit, but it's so cool that you have questions about recent events, because here history really stops. I don't know early 2000s maybe or that's the latest and then they don't um, want us to follow the news or to be up to date so that's I think it's important but at the same time yeah they can be really negative and for example I never watch news programs on tv because they just talk about who killed who and car accidents and stuff like that in Hungary so you don't really get to see the full picture but the smaller issues in the country. So that's something I completely hate. Um, I actually prefer the older history. <laughs> Just as I said, I'm not always like up to date. Uh, but yeah, I don't really know how much of the questions uh, consist of like the latest news. Maybe like just one. Yeah, like, like lately my teacher showed us uh, the caricature of uh, occupation of Crimean Peninsula in U Ukraine. Yeah, so that happened in 2014. So I think that's quite like uh, recent. But apart from that, there aren't many questions on the latest topics. I think we have a few minutes for a quick final round because I wanted to go through what pages or social media you use because I always find that it differs. It's different in different countries. Well, my main one is Instagram, and I feel like majority of people here use that most often. Another is Messenger. Uh, that's really interesting because, like, uh, we don't really use Facebook anymore. Like, that's a boomer thing now. <laughs> but we use Facebook Messenger just to chat with people. Yeah, so Messenger and Instagram are the main ones. Um, I also have Snapchat, but I don't use that as much. Uh, yeah. And that's pretty much it. I used to have WhatsApp just to chat with my uh, foreign friends uh, because in some countries it's the most used one, but I have deleted that. The situation with Facebook and Messenger is the same here. So I'm, I'm always chatting on Messenger because every Hungarian uses that. Um, I don't use Facebook. That's a boomer thing. There is, or there are two groups. I mean, that I check recently because one is for the dorm, so they put the latest programs there. Or if you can't use the toilet, for example, they also post there. So I have to check that often. But otherwise, 
Facebook isn't, um, then I use IG. And as you said, I have WhatsApp, but like I don't have many people to talk to there, so only a couple. And yeah, I've never had Snapchat or Twitter, maybe once, but never used it. That's so interesting because here Snapchat like was at the peak, uh, like I don't know, five years ago, and everyone started like sending streaks, which never set right with me. I never understood this. Like just sending streaks, a picture every day. <laughs> yeah, like some of my friends still collect the streaks and they have like three years of streaks. I don't know why it's happening still. Yeah, but basically now I just use Snapchat to collect my memories because here you can take pictures and like uh, save it. So uh, I really enjoy like when after a year it, it the picture appears and it, it says like one year ago you were doing this or you were doing that. So I just like document my days here. Uh, that that is the only purpose of Snapchat to me right now. Many people used Snapchat here and they still do, but I never downloaded it because I felt like that would take too much of my time, and I felt like they were getting kind of addicted with all these tricks and have to spend it every day. Like, you know. Um, and keeping memories, I started using IG stories because then I have uh, the archive and so I can look back at that. And I discovered it last year when I started doing more stories. And then I was looking back at my year, as we discussed last time. And then I saw this post, like what I shared, where I've been. And yeah, it felt nice. So I use IG for that. Well, sometimes if I get uh, 50 streak on Snapchat, then I on purpose break it so that I can no, no longer like uh, follow the people what they are doing. And I al already also get some messages about why you break the streak or something like that. And, and I like I just don't want to join this. <laughs> By the way, here's some advice that uh, you guys can get that if you uh, if you are like distracting with any of the app, just uh, switch off the notification of it. Like, uh, you know that this uh, app is just distracting you and nothing else giving you about any kind of information. So just uh, switch off that notification. All right, cool. Um, we're going to shut it down here. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah, this was our take on social media. To say our names, to uh, get the name to the voice, I'm Anna from Hungary. I'm Gabriela from Lithuania. I'm Harsh from India. I'm Shruti from India. Okay, that's it for today. Have a great day and all the best. With love, Chelsea.